This is Doug Green, and I'm the publisher of Technology Reseller News, and I'm very pleased to have with us again today Anand Bush, who's the Chief Strategy Officer for Crescendo. Anand, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Doug. We also have with us our good friend John Brinton, uh, who's the Chief Revenue Officer for Crescendo. John, thank you for joining us today. Great, great to be with you again, Doug. Looking forward to it. Well, gentlemen, you know, congratulations. Uh, we, we are literally just reporting on TR that Frost & Sullivan has named Crescendo for, for uh, recognizing you for competitive strategy leadership in the cloud communications platform industry. And of course, that's what you guys are most famous for, your, your right. platform. So we're going to be diving into that uh, in just a second. So, you know, John, let's start by, could you fill us on the facts of what the what does this award mean? Yeah, for us, we're really excited about it because from our perspective, Doug, if you take a look at the, the cadre of folks that are in the cloud communications platform industry, so people that actually power other service providers, UCAS and CCAS offerings, Frost has been a leader in tracking market share in, in Frost and Sullivan tracking this industry for you know, uh, well over a decade or more. So recently they awarded us, uh, we were we were thrilled when they reached out and told us we were getting this award, but they awarded us this competitive strategy leadership world, uh, award where they're comparing and contrasting us with several very large competitors in this uh, area, companies like Cisco and Microsoft that, you know, also provide similar solutions to service providers in singling out uh, Crescendo largely for some areas of our strategy and execution awards. So some of the things that we're going to talk about today in the course of the podcast um, for 2024. So we're we're excited to have gotten the honor from them. We respect them greatly as uh, in, and they're well known as an analyst uh, organization. So to us, this is, uh, you know, a, re a real nice honor to win. And also, I think it reflects well on the over 220 service providers that use our technology to power the solutions they deliver to their customers. You know, and, and as, as uh, John is alluding to, you know, you guys operate in a very crowded and very competitive field. So, you know, partners have a lot of things to choose from when they're choosing partners, choosing platforms. Could you elaborate on some of the elements and focus on the NetSapiens partner community value? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, uh, historically, the, the, the premise, um, you know, of, uh, of, our, of our vision has been to enable you know, as many independent providers as we can. And so for them to be able to differentiate, it really boils down to, you know, flexibility and what they can do with the platform, uh, sort of continuing to make the platform more extensible. Uh, and then and then also the, you know, the variety of, you know, the ways that they can transact business with us. So it's very much about flexibility and, and, and driving the value so that the partners can succeed, so that they can continue to kind of differentiate uh, in their, you know, in their markets, whether they're vertical, regional, um, whether it's just uh, adding a couple of different things to compete with the biggest players, but they're able to do it in their image um, with whatever, you know, whatever differentiation that they see in the marketplace. And so, you know, we, we lean on that. I mean, I think that's the, that's the biggest key element um, of, of the partner community is that, you know, our success is driven by their success and they're the ones that have the best feel of of the marketplace when it comes to the the actual end user. John, give me an idea of uh, who your competitors are. Competitors are who were you benchmarked against? 
Yeah, so in this data set, uh, Frost and Sullivan would be looking at other solutions at uh, power service provider offerings to deliver UCAS and CCAS. So if you take a look at it, and on the Cisco front, they have both their uh, legacy Broadsoft offerings and the WebEx offerings. You know, Microsoft obviously has uh, their MetaSwitch acquisition and then what they're doing with Teams for service providers. And there's uh, other, others that are in that market that really deliver technology that that powers other platforms and part of the compare and contrast and what really differentiated us to to win this award is that what we've seen happen um to with with some of those solutions now is that they're kind of forcing their partners to migrate to a business model that isn't what the partner originally signed up for so either migrating to putting their branding on the offer to moving from them ha having the flexibility commercially that they've had before uh even in some cases ability to host their own solution um and really uh where the, the the larger brands or the so i think maybe it's just the bigger tech companies are, are taking over more control from their service providers in delivering these kind of offers and we've kind of uh Champ, we we positioned ourselves as champions of the independent service provider community for a long time, and we are to totally about as on an it said enabling our partners to take our solutions and really build and deliver something that fits the needs of the end customers that they're targeting. So, you know, it's a smaller company getting this kind of honor when your competitors are really some of the biggest uh, guys in the in the in the whole technology industry. That's pretty exciting to us. And then, you know, is this a global phenomenon? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, as 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 John pointed out, you know, being a, a an up and comer, a small company, even though we've been around for for a while, um, you know, the 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 progress that we're seeing internationally also is is pretty you know pretty significant um, over the last couple of years, and so you know, as a part of our uh expansion as we grow the service providers we have a you know a pretty decent growing footprint now internationally as well you know across the board whether it's uh you know in apac in europe and uh in the united kingdom and and very much so even though you know the channel strategies might be ever so uh, different at the end of the day it's about uh you know creating again creating applications that can compete with the biggest players but with the right amount of you know bespoke attention uh to the market but being able to do it in a scalable way um, and so we're seeing it across the board from, you know, fiber providers to service providers to, um, you know, to, to ITSPs, MSPs. Uh, so we're seeing it, you know, we're seeing it globally as well. So um, it's exciting to see that growth. Again, as, as John said, as a, as a small company to get the recognition from somebody like Frost and Sullivan, um, you know, is a, is a big step. And it's a testament to, the, to, to what the team's been able to do. And, and it has a lot to do, I take it, with this difference that you have with everyone else about measuring seats again i mean i think uh you know one one key piece in this is that you know um historically if you go back uh you know the tendency for application platforms out there was to also transact on a per seat basis and so for us you know uh something that was a, a core tenant for all for, for us was was to always drive the the usage of seats, but not necessarily monetize it on a per seat basis uh, and give people uh, the ability to uh, acquire usage, if you will, or sessions, as we call sessions, right? So sessions 
uh, not seats is, is something that we talk about quite a bit, but just to highlight it again here, you know, I think, the, um, you know, that that's a big driver because, you know, folks, depending on what's happening in the marketplace, whether it's, you know, collaboration, uh, whether it's uh, hybrid work, whether it's basic telephony, all the way up to, you know, call centers and so on and so forth, because the usage profile is very different. Every seat is not equal. Uh, however, the usage or a session can be. And so we drive that concept and that really has enabled our ability to grow seats and coverage in the marketplace because it gives a ton of flexibility again to the platform providers to to go out and 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 grab market share. Real quick, I just want to elaborate on that just a little bit, because that I think uh, Anand's 100 percent correct that sessions, not seats model is is you know, been a cornerstone for us, but because we talk about, you mentioned seats. I just want to point out when you're looking at like a broad softer meta switch type environment, which many companies have invested substantially in, it's not just the seat. It's the incremental feature licensing that people end up paying on top of that to enable uh, uh, some additional functionality that probably today we see more as table stakes, but they might see as another way to collect the toll. And our partners have access to a universal session license that allows them to provide the, the session and, and the capabilities of it to all of their users. And we are seeing a phenomena where uh, some of these uh, larger service providers, some of the, 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 the biggest channel partners that are out there for these other solutions, are getting to the end of uh, five-year service provider agreements or SPA agreements where they had signed up for some, uh, you know, specific rates, licensing capabilities a few years ago. And as some of those bigger tech companies are renewing some of those uh, service provider agreements, people are seeing substantial increases that are just, you know, knocking their socks off. So the nice thing is with our partner community, um, you know, we're giving them the, we, we give them the foundation, we give them the tools. They really bring their creativity and innovation and capabilities on top of that and all the way up to CPaaS type services. And but with from our perspective, we're we just want them to grow the base, grow the usage. And we're not trying to collect that little bit of an incremental toll for for any small feature that they turn on in our platform. So that is a, a key differentiation between us and some of the other people that would have been benchmarked uh, in this report. You know, uh, and following along with with uh, what John was just talking about there, Ananda, you know, the the actual award is called Strategy and Execution Award, and that's your job, strategy. So maybe you could help me connect the dots between you know what your vision and strategy for the NetSapiens platform is, and how that's sort of connected to your whole ecosystem of partners and so on. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I think to, to to John's point, I think you know the 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 biggest piece first and foremost at the core is the partner community, and then from an ecosystem standpoint, um, you know, while we have uh, you know a whole host of kind of included um, feature set that comes out of the box um, as well, uh, we continue to build you know a wide ecosystem of integrations because there are you know certain areas that. Obviously, we, you know, we are experts in, in real-time call control, as an example. Um, you know, we're ex experts in, in a UCAS platform or, you know, uh, a CCAS platform, if you will. However, there are, you know, as you've seen in the AI world, for example, or if, if, as you've seen as, um, you know, other companies have developed in the space in terms of the applications that they bring to the table in terms of collaboration, 
what we see happening um, longer term is we have to continue, you know, really feeding the ecosystem that drives that user base. And to do that, um, we've continued to, and we're in, you know, we're in the early stages of creating a, 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 a great ecosystem of, of vendors, anything from service providers to, you know, application vendors, some of which was, have been with us for a long time now, um, as evidenced by, you know, the large uh, following that we have with, you know, our annual user groups on and so forth. But, you know, the, the, the strategy and the vision there is ultimately um, there are a lot of adjunct applications that have to be seamlessly integrated uh, or made available. Uh, to the partners so that they can compete because ultimately, uh, as John pointed out, you know, they're, they're the ones that have the, the, the best feel and need the flexibility. And so while the core of our platform, you know, includes everything, we continue to build an ecosystem out with, you know, third party applications from, you know, whether it's CX applications or, um, you know, voice AI, uh, anything from uh, different service provider applications, CRM integrations, things of that nature. Um, where we try to basically bring the best of breed uh, and make it available to our partners as well. You know, and I got to witness that. Uh, I was very happy to be able to be at your conference about how you guys, it's not just a bunch of different organizations sort of with some commonality. You're, you guys have created a very coherent community of companies that work together to deliver all these services. Yeah, I, I, I would say, Doug, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. We, we know that we are successful because our licensees are successful. And the more successful they are, right. the more successful we will be. So you were at our user group meeting. You saw it's a, it is an exciting, energized, collaborative community of licensees. And then we have this ecosystem that Anand's been really focused on helping to build out that is focused on serving that community and bringing their additional value to, you know, if we're the Intel inside, you know, they may be some of the additional surround sound that gets included in different packages and bundles our partners offer. And it's having a symbiotic relationship between those two groups of people and trying to foster that excited and energized community. You know, that's what I find extremely exciting about the opportunity that we have with the NetSapiens platform. You know, uh, the the award uh, looks back over 2023 uh, and, uh, you know, that's what they're looking at basically. And the other metric that you guys had in uh, last year was you crossed over the 4 million uh, user milestone. So were those two big achievements sort of connected? Yeah, I, I so I, I will say first, and I, I Jason, myself, a couple times in the call, we talked about us being a small company, but we're not. We, we, with our community, we've, we do have over 4 million users globally that are uh, using our technology and, and using our platform. We're growing at double, basically double the rate of the market. That's one of the things that's captured in the Frost and Sullivan report as well, is that our, our user base is, is growing at, at double the rate of the general market. Uh, and, and we continue to do that. So that's the, you know, a multi year phenomena. It's not a one year phenomena and it's just that continuing compounding. So, you know, we're, we're not a tech Titan. We're not one of a rounding error inside of one of those big companies, but we've got a great community with uh, over 200 partners that are healthy and growing and being successful with our platform. And to me at this stage of, of being with the organization, that's a pretty 
very exciting to see. I know uh, from Anand's perspective, he's you know one of the founders of NetSapiens and driving the platform. So I, you'd have to ask him, or we can ask him what the twenty-plus year perspective is to kind of see the fruits of your labor after all that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I mean, you were there uh, 20 years. I, go, go ahead, Doug. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Sorry. He was no, aging I, you. I, he I, was I, questioning I, the fact that you could be there for 20 years. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, uh, um, you know, and I'm, I'm smiling because we've, we've really stayed focused. I, it's humbling, right? Uh, I think the, the exciting part, and, and, and to John's point, you know, we, we, we are growing. Um, company in terms of market presence uh, to be able to do what we've done again um, you know points to um, to a variety of different things you know how we've you know how we've created our strategy from 20 years ago and how we've stayed consistent uh, and been focused on our on our partners to the point that you know we were able to um, you know uh, uh, take the next step and and merge with crescendo and and have a platform to continue to push if you will, now as Crescendo, right? And, you know, as the core platform of Crescendo, but, you know, the, the, for 20 years, it, it, it has absolutely been again about um, what's fundamental to, you know, driving the growth and continuing to bring value to our partners. And that's, and that's where the growth comes from. So, you know, at the end of the day, John speaks about, you know, the 200 plus service providers uh, that we have in the marketplace and each one of them is, is growing. And so if you, if you think about, you know, that data point where um, we're growing twice, you know, twice at the rate of, of, of the market capture rate in general, it points to how fast some of these uh, partners are growing, right? From a, just from a pure mathematics standpoint, how, how fast they must be growing. And, and that's, um, you know, that's a very rewarding feeling uh, to know that, you know, sticking to, to what we believe in at the core, uh, driving these independent providers to, to grow has also been a fuel for our growth. Uh, and, and we'll continue to do that because, you know, again, uh, I, I believe the market will continue to, to have pockets of fragmentation where we need to create uh, super high value for these end users. And, and that's done through, uh, through the partners and, you know, been, been pretty consistent in doing that over the, over the uh, many years. And, you know, very fortunate to see us continue to, you know, uh, to succeed. So, you know, as, as we uh, start to wrap up our, our conversation today, I want to sort of connect this to changing expectations in the marketplace. It seems like people are, have now a higher bar when it comes to customer experience, and we're finally recognizing the role of employee experience as it's related to CX, EX and, and CX. So can you tell me a little bit about how you achieve better CX and better EX for your customers with your platform? Yeah, so maybe maybe I'll touch on that, and I think John can probably uh, uh, touch on some of that uh, as well. I think that again, you know, not to um, uh, reemphasize the point, but I think it's not just a technology aspect from a CX perspective or an EX perspective. It's it's also a function of, you know, again, um, rolling out product, working very directly with uh, our service providers, letting them drive. Uh, the product roadmaps that we push out, because again, they're the ones that have, you know, the the highest touch and the highest feel for what's required in the marketplace. So, um, you know, and 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 the and, and again, the sessions versus seats model is is something that's actually a testament to that. So that we don't limit, if you will, our ability for our customers to to actually come back to us because they'll go out and try 
um, you know, a new application or they'll have a beta customer that they want to try up and then, and then they'll come back to us and say, Hey, these are the features that we require to go down this path. And then whether it's something that we develop internally or whether we turn to the ecosystem, uh, a lot of it is about, um, continuing to learn. So even internally from an operational perspective, you know, we're driven uh, quite a bit that way, looking at customer advocacy, customer uh, experience, um, and customer success as a whole. Uh, and those are the areas that we want to continue to invest in, in the, in the, in the future. And, and one, one thing I'll add, Doug, is that what, what we've seen, and I think Frost and Sullivan in the report benchmarks it at something like 95% of business leaders want to be able to deliver solutions that bundle cx and ex together so that customer experience and i recently saw a survey where the number one investment area of interest for cios this year is actually a cx transformation so customer i think that's a metrogy stat that that was their largest area of investment and so what we what we're looking at is how do how what do we do to help our uh, licensees enable those solutions for the companies that they support as more and more consumers prefer different what we would call omni-channel or different channels to communicate with the brand. So the, in the past where it was primarily telephony based, today with, you know, different applications with SMS, web chat, you know, social media, however a consumer wants to reach out to an organization, we want to be able to able to enable that interaction and do it in a way that helps our customers deliver a great uh, brand experience to retain their clients. So that's one of the, when we look at not just having the base in and some of the things about the commercial aspects, but from an innovation perspective, you know, that's in the area of what we're delivering uh, to the market that I think is one of the things that that Frost calls out as a differentiator in, in, in giving us this award. The extensibility across the API, um, when we talk about CX and EX, uh, CPaaS, uh, you know, we're pushing a lot into CPaaS because again, you know, enterprises out there want to be able to create bespoke applications that they them, their, their own teams want to do or service providers have their own development teams. And so that's another area where, you know, we continue to look at extending the platform so that we, you know, enable, as, as John put it earlier, we, you know, provide the platform and the tools um, for the service provider to, 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 you know, figure out what their EX and CX problems are specific to their use cases. Well, Anand and John, thank you very much for joining me today. This has been very interesting. I want to congratulate your organization again on this award and also on the rapid growth. Uh, I hope everyone joins us for another related podcast where we're going to be focusing a little bit more on that growth. I think it's very important for all the partners to listen up. But for now, thank you for joining us. Hey, where can we learn more about Crescendo? If you want to learn more about Crescendo, we're not the best at spelling, so it's crescendo.com, C-R-E-X-E-N-D-O.com. If you want uh, messaging that's specifically tied to our service provider licensing model and the flexibility and capabilities we have there, it's actually uh, that that messaging is is at netsapiens.com, so N-E-T-S-A-P-I-E-N-S, netsapiens.com. So uh, people can go to either of those two sites, reach out to us over LinkedIn or however we'd be more than happy to have a continuing conversation. X for better experiences, right? That's right. All yeah, right. That's All right. And on John, thank you very much indeed for joining us. And I'm looking forward to our, our next occasion. But for now, thanks very much. All right. Great. Thanks, Doug. Doug. Thanks.